Welcome to Spread-Led Life with HMI. Stay tuned for an anointed word by Pastor Dion Hockey. We hope this session builds your faith. Hello everybody, welcome to Healing Ministries International. I'm Pastor Dion Hockey and it's so great to be with you once again. For the last couple of weeks we've been talking about the church being unstoppable. And when I mean the church, we're not talking about a building, but we are talking about you, the individual. And I've been going through certain characters of the Bible, and we've been looking at the pros and the cons of their lives and what we can learn from it. And I want to encourage you to get the the Faith Now app, and you can go on there and look at all the past teachings that I've done on this subject, and you'll find it all on there. But I want to get straight into the Word, and I want to uh, talk about someone that's very special to me today, and that is King David. So again, welcome welcome to the program, and let's pray and ask the Lord's blessing upon this program. Father, we thank you that we can come to you boldly in the mighty name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord, that when Jesus said, it is finished, as he died on the cross, the veil was torn from top to bottom. And Lord, you made it possible for us to come into the Holy of Holies because of the blood of Jesus Christ. So we thank you for that. Come and talk to us today, Lord. Teach us, inspire us, help us to get revelation and insight concerning the Word of God. Let us learn more about King David, Father, as we study this portion of Scripture today. And Lord, I pray, may revival come to each and every person that is watching. And Lord, may um, that we all become unstoppable for you and your kingdom in Jesus' name. If you agree with that prayer, say Amen. Open your Bibles in the first book of Samuel, chapter 16. And we're going to read from verse 1 until 13. I do want to read it because it's such a powerful portion of Scripture. That is 1 Samuel, chapter 16, verse 1 to 13. It says this, Now the Lord said to Samuel, How long will you mourn for Saul, seeing I have rejected him from reigning over Israel? Fill your horn with oil and go. I am sending you to Jesse the Bethlehemite. For I have provided myself a king among his sons. And Samuel said, How can I go? If Saul hears it, he will kill me. But the Lord said, Take a heifer with you and say, I have come to sacrifice to the Lord. Then invite Jesse to the sacrifice, and I will show you what you shall do. You shall anoint for me the one I name to you. So Samuel did what the Lord said and went to Bethlehem. And the elders of the town trembled at his coming and said, Do you come peaceably? I I always find this so interesting that uh, when the prophet would come into town, the whole town began to tremble and were afraid of the man of God because he would normally come to bring, uh, you know, the word of God and bring destruction and so forth. But anyway, they asked him, do you come peaceably? And he said, peaceably, I have come to sacrifice to the Lord. Sacrifice, uh, sorry, sanctify yourselves and come with me to the sacrifice. Then he consecrated Jesse and his sons and invited them to the sacrifice. So it was when they came that he looked at Eliab and said, Surely the Lord's anointed is before him. But the Lord said to Samuel, Do not look at his appearance or at his physical stature because I have refused him. 
For the Lord does not see as man sees. For man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. Isn't that an encouraging verse? Let me ponder a little bit on this verse and stop and talk about this. The Lord does not look to the outward appearance. Amen. I think that we become so discouraged in these last days. And, uh, you know, we just, we, we, we look at TV. We look at TV ministers. We look at people, um, business people. You know, we look at successful people. And, and I'm talking about the average Joe. The average person looks at all of this and they're saying, oh, my goodness, look at them. They look so beautiful. They look so rich. They look so wealthy. And, they, they, you know, they just blessed. And you begin to form this negativeness inside of you. And, and you just, you feel like you don't qualify let me give you the good news i'm going to read verse 7 again but the lord said to samuel do not look at his appearance or at his physical stature don't look at yourself how you look on the outward okay because god says because i have refused this one who looks so good for the lord does not see as man sees for man looks at the outward appearance but the lord looks at the heart it is important for you and I to get our hearts right before God and to stay pure before God with our hearts. This is what God is looking for. Verse 8. So Jesse called Abinadab and made him pass before Samuel. And he said, neither has the Lord chosen this one. Then Jesse made Shammah passed by and he said neither has the lord chosen this one thus jesse made seven of his sons pass before samuel and samuel said to jesse the lord has not chosen these and samuel said to jesse are all the young men here then he said there remains yet the youngest and there he is keeping the sheep and samuel said to jesse send and bring him for we will not sit down till he comes here and he went and brought him in. Now he was ruddy with bright eyes and good looking. And the Lord said, <clears throat> Arise, anoint him, for this is the one. And Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the midst of his brothers. And the Spirit of the Lord came upon David from that day forward. And Samuel arose and went to Ramah. So it is a wonderful portion of scripture where God actually calls uh, King David or, or, or Samuel to anoint David as king. All right. It's a God chosen fact. It's not a man made fact. Uh, just uh, and I'll explain that later on. But uh, it, here we see this wonderful man being appointed and set into position by the prophet Samuel. Now. Uh, what I like about this, there's so much that we're going to learn from, from David, even from a young age. But I also want to quickly remind you that, that David is a shadow and type of the Christ that, is, that was to come. Jesus is shadow and type. They have so much in common. And as I go on on this teaching, I'm going to bring this out to you also while I teach about the attributes of, of David as a human being. Alrighty. So number one, David is from the tribe of Judah. And guess who's the line of Judah? Jesus. 
Amen. David is from the tribe of Judah and Jesus is the line of Judah. So obviously Jacob had 12 sons and Judah was one of the 12 sons and Judah became the tribe of the kings. So Judah's territory included the city of Jerusalem. Remember now, he's a, he, he has all these tribes and the territory that Judah had to, to look at included the city of Jerusalem. Now, when King David became king, he established Jerusalem as the nation's capital and God's headquarters, also known as the city of David. Jesus comes from the lineage of David. All right, so Judah, the 12 tribes of Judah, the, the kings were born out of that tribe. Amen. And uh, King David became the, the king of Jerusalem. And we, we see that where this is where Jesus also comes out of the lineage of King David. Number two, David was, was from Bethlehem. So Jesus also was born in Bethlehem. You see the comparisons there? It's wonderful. The Savior of Israel in that time came from Bethlehem. Jesus was born in a manner, manner, in a manger in Bethlehem and became the Savior of the world. So uh, Jesse's father, uh, Jesse, the father of David, lived in Bethlehem. And that David comes from Bethlehem, and here's Jesus, the Savior of the world, coming from Bethlehem. And that David had humble beginnings with his dad. They weren't very rich. They weren't very prosperous. And here's King Jesus, who was born in a manger, um, also not having all the luxuries of being born in a hospital and having the best of the best. So uh, um, number three... David was God's anointed one or God's chosen one. God chose David. God anointed David. Jesus is God's chosen one. Jesus is God's anointed one. Again, we see the comparisons there. But we've got to remember that uh, according to 1 Samuel 10 verse 1, we see that that Israel wanted a king. The people of Israel wanted a king to rule over Israel. So the people chose Saul, who became the king of Israel back then. Saul was man-chosen. David was, was God-chosen. Amen. And we got to understand this, that we, we need to make sure that we are not doing things out of out of the will of man, but we are doing things out of the will of God. It's just something I want you to, to remember. Now, in 1 Samuel 10 verse 1, it says, A flask, when, when, when he was anointed, I just want to read this to you. Then Samuel took a flask of oil. This is 1 Samuel chapter 10 verse 1. Then Samuel took a flask of oil and poured it on uh, Saul's head, kissed him and said, is it not because the Lord has anointed you commander over his inheritance? But in general, the people wanted Saul to become king. So he took a flask of oil and threw it over him. So a flask is a man-made thing that holds a God thing. All right. The people wanted Saul to become king. So, but he took a flask, which is man-made, and anointed him, which God had called him for. So in choosing to anoint Saul, God had cons uh, uh, consented to put his spirit on a man. 
I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read this again. In choosing to anoint Saul, God had consented to put his spirit on a man. But the timing of the anointing was chosen by men. Men wanted this to happen. So David was anointed from a hollowed out horn. Remember, he took a horn. And uh, this is Samuel, took a horn and anointed David. And that horn is God made. It was hollowed out. The horn of an animal was hollowed out. And David was both in this manner then anointed by God and chosen by God. Saul was chosen by man and anointed by God. But David was chosen by God and anointed by God. Hallelujah. 1 Samuel 16, 13 says this. And Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the midst of his brothers. And the Spirit of the Lord came upon David from that day forward. And Samuel arose. So here we see how he took the horn of oil, anointed David, and then the Holy Spirit came upon him. Bless the Lord. Now in Mark chapter 1, verse 9, we see... It says the following, And it came to pass in those days that Jesus came from Nazareth to Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. And immediately coming up out of the water, from the water, he saw the heavens open, departing, uh, parting, and the Spirit descending upon him, upon Jesus, like a dove. And the voice came from heaven, saying, You are my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. So King David, when he was anointed by God, the Holy Spirit came upon him. And here we see Jesus, also chosen by God. And when he was water baptized, the Holy Spirit came upon Jesus, and God anointed him for that season. We also see that David was a shepherd, and we know that Jesus Christ is the great shepherd of the people. Amen. David had a lot of training in the field. He learned to protect his sheep from being eaten by wild animals and uh, or, or, or the animal the sheep to be stolen by strangers therefore he learned how to kill the lion and the bear and in the field that is where he learned to hear and obey god's voice now getting to our teaching if we, you and i want to become unstoppable for god you and i have to number one learn to take care of the sheep of god We've got to learn, and I know this is going to sound stranger that some of you say, but I'm not a shepherd, I'm not a pastor, I don't have a church. It doesn't matter. We still are to love God's people. We are to, to care for God's people. Even if you are on your own, you are still going to be uh, blessed by God, filled with the Spirit of God, and God wants to use you to, if you see somebody suffering, if you see somebody being hurt, that God wants to use you to bring healing and to bring deliverance to those people that are suffering. God wants to share you with other people. Amen. And the greatest place where David learned this was in the field. That, that's where he was serving. He was a servant in the field, taking care of the sheep. Nobody saw him. Nobody, you know, was interested in what he was doing. But he had, he had two major victories. Think about this. He killed the lion and he killed the bear. What a testimony for a young for a young teenage boy to kill a lion and a bear. The only other guy I know who killed a lion in the Bible was Samson, who I spoke about the other the uh, a few weeks ago. He tore the lion apart, but here's David who killed a lion. 
Amen. And he was younger uh, than Samson, and he was smaller than Samson, yet he killed a lion and a bear. That's awesome. And that was all because of his training that he had in the field. What causes you and I to become unstoppable? You and I have to get into the field and become servants. We've got to serve the sheep. We've got to take care of the sheep. We've got to reach out and help protect the sheep from the, from, from the lion and the bear. Now we know the scripture says, Jesus said in John 10 verse 10, that the thief who refers to Satan has come to steal, to kill, and to destroy. What did the lion and the bear do? They came to steal, to kill, and to destroy the sheep of David. So God is saying for you and I, Jesus said that the thief comes to steal, to kill, and destroy. But Jesus said, I've come to give you life and life more abundantly. Jesus is our great shepherd, but he uses all of us in his field to work for him so that we can reach out and help the body of Christ. Remember, Christianity is not just for yourself. Self, it is meant to be shared with all the people around you. Can I get an amen? You cannot be a Christian and be selfish about your Christianity. Your Christianity is meant to be shared with the world to save people from going to hell so we can get them into heaven to share in the good things of God one day when we all go to be with Him. Amen. 1 Samuel 16 verse 11 says, And Samuel said to Jesse, Are all the young men here? And he said, There remains yet the youngest, and he is there he is keeping the sheep, tending to the flock. Again, Samuel uh, said to Jesse, Send and bring him, for we will not sit down until he comes. He was adamant in having uh, uh, David come there and I want listen to me God is adamant in wanting to bless you God is adamant in wanting to use you amen God loves you God is there ready to anoint you with his Holy Spirit so that you can be put into service for him bless the Lord amen is everybody still with me one Samuel uh, 17 verse 35 says and David said to Saul we find a, a big war that is breaking out, okay? Uh, in 1 Samuel 17, this is the story of David and Goliath. We're talking about being the unstoppable church. So 1 Samuel 17, verse 34 and 35, But David said to Saul, Your servant used to keep his father's sheep, and when a lion or a bear came and took the lamb out of the flock, I went after it and struck it and delivered the lamb from its mouth. And when it rose against me, I caught it by, by its beard and I killed it. Hallelujah. Jesus, if David killed the lion and the bear, and here he's about to face Goliath, think about this. Jesus went to the wilderness and he overcame all the temptations that Satan threw his way. In Mark chapter 1, verse 12 to 13, the Bible says, Mark chapter 1, verse 12 to 13, immediately the Spirit drove him into the wilderness and he was there in the wilderness 40 days, tempted by Satan and was with the wild beasts and the angels ministered to him. And Jesus is our great shepherd that leads us and protects us from the world. Jesus was tempted by Satan in every way. We know there are three areas that Jesus was tempted in. is the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. These are the three areas Jesus overcame. Now, David also was attacked in these three areas. You and I get attacked every day with these three temptations. Every day. But Jesus overcame 
overcame them and helped us and gave us the ability to also overcome these three attacks, the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. He gives us the ability. This is our lion and this is our bear that we have to slay every day. Are you following what I'm saying? And then we are facing the Goliaths in our lives that make things so difficult. So as David overcame the lion and the bear, Jesus overcame Satan as well. Amen. In John 10 verse 11, Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. David gave his life for the sheep. I mean, going out and killing the bear and the lion, Jesus went and he gave his life for us to follow after. So David was a shepherd. Jesus is a shepherd. You and I are shepherds taking care of the flock. Doesn't mean that you're in a church, pastoring a church, but we have the responsibility of serving and taking care of God's people. Amen. This is what makes us to become unstoppable, to have unwavering faith in the Lord. Amen. David came to the army and uh, he saw Goliath rising up. He has this massive, huge, big giant of a man defiling the armies of God, cussing at God, speaking bad of God. The whole of Israel is just standing on the sideline. Nobody's doing nothing. And David, this young shepherd boy who comes from nowhere, is asking the armies of Israel, why are you allowing this man to talk this nonsense? And we are living in a society today, people, where there is a lot of, 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 of blasphemy going on and people speaking against God and people speaking about God and making a mockery of Israel. And, and the list just goes on and on and on. And there are people who are just sitting on the sideline. They're saying nothing. They're doing nothing. Just like young David, he rises up and says, is there not somebody who can come against this uncircumcised Philistine? And I have the same question. Are there not people? who have the guts to stand up and talk about Jesus, talk about our God and Savior? Are we going to allow the devil to keep making a mockery of Jesus? You know what I'm talking about. When you go to work during the week and the people begin to tell filthy jokes and they use the Lord's name in vain and they cuss Jesus and they make a mockery of the church and we just sit there as a Christian and we hide away and we cower away and we don't want to be exposed and to be known as Christians. That, that's just horrible. That's just like Israel sitting on the sideline. And watching Goliath making a mockery of everything. And we mustn't be like Israel, we, like the army of Israel in that time. We need to be more like David. We need to be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. We need to, we need to get out there and take hold of Goliath. The thing is, do you have faith? Now, David have faith. Do you know why? Because he already killed the lion and the bear. And so you and I need to overcome the little things in our lives so that we can face the greater things that Satan throws our way. I hope that you are hearing what I'm trying to say. The devil is a liar and he's constantly making a mockery of God. And so we need to stand up and come against him. When Jesus hung on the cross, you know, and the people were shouting, you know, kill him, kill him. And then Satan came and spoke through the people and said, well, if you call yourself the son of God, why don't you get yourself off of the cross? But Jesus knew that Satan was trying to sidetrack him from the great purpose that he had had. 
Jesus could have called down angels from heaven and destroyed everything so quickly. But uh, Jesus said, no, I can't do this. I have a greater work. So when Jesus gave up his spirit and he passed away, he died. He went down to, to, to hell. He, he paraded Satan, uh, the demons in front of Satan, made a spectacle out of the devil, took away the keys of death, hell, and the grave, arose from the dead, and he had the greater victory. Are you with me? Jesus overcame Satan once and for all. And so David overcame Goliath by killing Goliath. And this is telling me that if David could kill Goliath, the lion and the bear, if Jesus could overcome the temptations of Satan and kill, destroy the plans of the enemy, then it's telling me you and I have the same ability, the same anointing, the same power to overcome the works of the devil. Devil. It might seem like you're in a you're in a in a hole. It might seem like all hell is breaking loose and you're struggling. But I'm telling you today, under the anointing and the unction of the Holy Spirit, that greater is He that is in you than He that is in the world. If God be for us, who can be against us? David knew that. He knew God was for him. He already had the victory. We have the Bible, the Word, and the promises of God. And we know that Jesus already overcame Satan by the blood of the Lamb, right? He overcame him by his blood. And therefore, we are partakers of the kingdom of God and the things of God so we can operate in that same authority. All that God wants us to do is have the boldness of young David, to have the courage of David, amen, and to, uh, and to face Goliath and to take him head on and say, Satan, I'm not going to allow you to... Take away from me that which God has given me. You need to fight for your family. You need to fight for your marriage. You need to fight for your healing. You need to fight for your business in the name of Jesus. Come on. Let's take on the attitude of David. Not be afraid, but be strong in the Lord. I want to pray with you right now. And I want to ask the Lord to encourage you like he, like he did with David. And as David overcame Goliath, Jesus overcame Satan, that you and I will overcome the attacks of the devil. Father, I pray for everybody who is watching me right now. And Lord, I thank you that we are all facing Goliaths. We are all facing lions and bears in our lives, Father God. Jesus faced Satan and was tempted in every way. But he overcame temptation and he overcame Satan by defeating him when he died and gave himself uh, as a ransom for us, Lord. Now I pray that the victory that Jesus had on the cross, that we can take that power, Father, and overcome every attack of the enemy in our lives. I bind Satan over the viewers right now. I bind the Goliaths. I bind the lions and the bears and I break every stronghold. Sickness, disease, poverty, the lack of the broken marriages, Father, uh, 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 problems that people are having. I don't care how big it is, Lord, but I rebuke Satan right now in Jesus' name. And Lord, I impart your, your blessing upon all the viewers in the name of heal those that need a healing. Father, encourage those who need encouragement in Jesus' name. Father, baptize your people with fire and the Holy Ghost so that they can go out and walk in the victory that you have granted them. I bless the people in Jesus' name. If you agree with me, say amen. Come on, remember, if God be for us, who can be against us? We love you so much. 
We'll catch you next week again. Bye-bye. You can make a difference by partnering with us, a ministry with a heart for the lost. You can sow or partner by visiting our website, dionhockey.org. You'll also receive exclusive content from the ministry as a thank you from Pastor Dion Hockey. Remember to subscribe and follow our social media pages for updates, sermons, and more information about the ministry. Thank you for listening and see you next time.